I have a dream one day, a plan to have a boot camp, a, a, a kind of a summer camp for critical thinking. And to bring young people and older people alike, bring them in and say, this has nothing to do with politics. You can be a Democrat, you can be a Republican, you can be whatever you want. This has nothing to do with where you are from. It doesn't really matter. It just has to do with the fact that we're bringing you in, we're asking you a question. How do you appraise? How do you look at? How do you review issues? Tonight's issue is why Putin was less than impressed with Tucker. Now, this is the story. This is what Putin is saying. When you ask people who are of the prototypical CNN left, they will say, well, because they don't like Tucker, it's because, well, Tucker is a a fool and blah, blah, blah. If you talk to people who are pro-Tucker, Tucker fans, not Tucker ideology, not Tucker thinking, not Tucker intelligence, not Tucker worldview, just Tucker, like like a team, like he's my team, he's the Yankees, he's Tucker, he's okay. They have a different story. I'm saying, no, 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 no. Ask yourself the question. Irrespective of what you feel, you're going immediately, you're answering the question for yourself. You're answering the question. You're not asking questions about the question. The first question is, do you believe Putin when he said that? Why did he say that? What did he gain from basically letting the air out of the tires, from deflating the image and the ego and the excitement and the get. Tucker Carlson was telling everybody for the longest time, I have been wanting to do this. I have been wanting to do this since the beginning. And I have wanted to be a part of this thing. And I have this. And we have done everything. And I have the Okay, fine. So everybody, in fact, Putin's team knew, obviously, because they've done research on this, that Tucker, this is his his dream, his get. He just left Fox News unceremoniously. He left Fox News. He is involved in um, what amounts to, well, this, this, situation this this whatever you whatever you whatever you want to call this and now he's branching out and he's taking on everyone and he's incurring the wrath of the prototypical left and the right uh i think is kind of less than enthusiastic to be honest with you but in any event so what would be putin's motivation why would he want to say why would he kind of say like wah, wah, wah. Well, I I expected a lot more. He didn't really push me because uh, uh, Tucker, I thought, was being very courteous, very, didn't want to blow it. Maybe he was intimidated. I don't know. But the question is, why? Why? And I've been thinking about this all day. First, you must understand, Putin is brilliant. He is a strategist, like you can't believe. They think about stuff and they phrase things. And he's so unruffled. Did you see where he was doing the scene where he was just kind of like, kind of tapping his leg? 
You know the way people sometimes will fidget with something? This is not some tremor. They made it sound like he was in some palsic fugue. All right, stand by for a second. I want to hear from you. I want you to, to, to answer these questions, but in a different way, not the usual way. Not the usual way you answer it. Now, you got to do me a favor. You better promise me that you are subscribed. Everybody here has to be subscribed. If you're not subscribed, I don't know what to tell you. And always make sure you remain subscribed. And also make sure you are hitting that little bell so you're notified of of new videos and the like. And by all means, like this video. But first, listen, listen, listen. You know there's going to be more COVID-like stuff coming up, right? Right? Well, what do you do? Well, listen. Well, as if one pandemic wasn't enough, New York City's health commissioner has been waving the white flag. Biden's non-existent border policies are producing contagious diseases not seen in decades. The two and a half million recorded migrant encounters at the U.S.-Mexico border alone in 2023 represent a new all-time high. And it's getting worse as we actively watch the escalating border standoff between Texas and and the federal government. These illegal immigrants come from 160 countries, many if not most, with terrible health care standards. This is driving a resurgence of rare diseases and bringing about new ones. That's where the wellness company's medical emergency kit comes in. This kit contains emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics, eight life-saving medications, including amoxicillin, z and others, that since 2020 weren't even allowed to be talked about. Can you say ivermectin? All of this to keep on hand in case of emergencies, along with a guidebook detailing instructions for safe use. In a time when many Americans say they would avoid a doctor or hospital unless it was a catastrophic situation, the wellness company's medical emergency kit provides a solution. The wellness company is home to Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Drew Pinsky, and truth-telling doctors who are rooted in their commitment to building a parallel healthcare system and empowering you to take control of your health. Be prepared for the unexpected. Go to twc.health slash Lionel and grab your medical emergency kit right now. That's twc.health slash Lionel. Use promo code Lionel and save 15% at checkout. Don't wait until it's too late. Take control of your health with the Wellness Company's Medical Emergency Kit. And these kits are only available in the USA. So the question remains, my friend, what do you make of this? Is there anything to be said? Now, looking at this from a very interesting point of view, media companies, media, media, and the like, are absolutely, positively crushing. I'm hearing stuff. I don't even want to tell you. You would, I mean, inside stuff that is so good and so great. I I love it. And the reason why I love it is I want people to understand something. They hate you. They hate you. You're a freak. You are a freak. I have been through this for 35 years professionally. It wasn't really bad then until... I'm trying to think when it really got bad. It started to get bad 
really bad, I think, right? Not even 9-11. It wasn't there. I, I don't know when the... I'm trying to figure that, and this is this is a good exercise. When did the information and the opinion shut down, really? When do you think that was, honey? When did it get really bad? 9-11 was 2001, but... Wikipedia changed things. It was pre... Yeah, 2010. When when uh, Trump hit, it was full blown. Because what happens is, there were a number of things that happened in our society. Number one, if you are wrong, if you are wrong, me, me namely, you are not of the uh, liberal, progressive, whatever it is. They have people like these these uh, fools on CNN and others who took a particular doctrinaire approach. And they just were acting as proxies for the radical left. Very interesting. So what they would do is they would come along and they would say things like, and this is important, they would say things like, um, you're, and let's think, let, let, let's all do this, shall we? Write down in one word, please, because you don't like to do a lot of words anyway. I can tell from what you're saying. And that's fine. I appreciate that. Because who wants to write during this? Write a word to describe why you should be shut down. Number one, conspiracy theory. One of the greatest forms of this, this is a, this is a, this is the granddaddy of them all. Conspiracy theory. Hate speech. Hate. You spread hate. Next, racist. You're racist. You spread racist, hate, conspiracy theories. White separatism. No, white, excuse me, white supremacy. White supremacy. You're a white supremacist. MAGA, and once they link something, MAGA is now not the, and by the way, MAGA people don't refer to themselves. Remember something. You never use a phrase that people refer to themselves as. Never. Nobody calls themselves a conspiracy theorist, but you call them that. I don't know anybody. Do you know anybody, anybody, anybody who is pro-Trump? And I know some virulent, voracious, perfervid, lunatic, absolute Trump zealots who never refer to themselves as MAGA. MAGA is maybe on a hat. I've never heard anybody ever say that. I'm MAGA. Never. Have you? Never. Never. It's never been used by us. And I'm a relative, I'm a fan of the re-election, but I have a lot of things to say about the way President Trump is doing this. As a person, I don't care one way or the other. I mean, he's fine, but I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a, a fanboy of the president, but they never use MAGA. Do you know anybody who's ever used MAGA? Never. Never. I don't know anybody. I'm MAGA. Wanna, I'm MAGA to the court. Never. Never. But that's what they call you. So remember, the word they call you is a word you never use. Ladies and gentlemen, from parts unknown, weight unknown, 
number 16 in your program, number one in your heart. The lovely and talented Sparky, who writes, maybe Putin wasn't anything like Tucker expected. And he recognized early in the interview that many of his planned questions didn't apply, like many of Tucker's had 20 years of anti-Putin propaganda. Well, you know, Sparky, I think you and I are probably of the age range where we would have done something differently. First of all, I think, do you believe that Tucker comes across very young? Not young and youthful, young in terms of inexperienced and easily swayed, don't you? Do you ever hear, do you ever watch Tucker's, watch his, I, I can point to you affects. I've seen them. Let me explain to you what I do, Sparky, and this is critical. If you do any, if you do something, if you have a lisp, if you're a tongue thruster, if you pronounce a particular word a particular way, if you have an affect, if you walk in a way, if you do something funny. I remember the first time I saw Putin walk, I saw that thing he does. Right hand, right hand. Now I'm confused. Left, one hand, one arm is stiff. The other hand sways. First time I saw him do that. First time. It was like, you. how did you miss that? So the first thing I do is I know all of his tells. All of this, there's this thing that Tucker does when he's kind of nervous or he's making, he has a lot of affectations. Let me explain to you. Putin is like this. <laughs> That's Putin. <laughs> President Putin, can you think of a reason why you would ever uh, attack uh, Poland? (laughs) He's not laughing. That's the sound of preposterous. The notion is preposterous. Nothing funny about it. He loves to do that. You ever hear Trump see Trump laugh? Trump may mock. Trump doesn't do that. Trump doesn't say... (laughs) Well, we'll see about that. No, he's different. It's a different affectation. I think there is a way. I think you would have done you would have done everything. Number one, Tucker. What happens to how do you interrupt? Number two, what happens if he doesn't answer the question? Number three, what if uh, you don't like the way the answer is said? How do you say this? You'll never you never have to practice being uh, uh, polite, but how do you stop things? How do you stop? How do you stop? I have done this so many ways. I have done, I have, I have, I swear to you, interviewed and talked to so many people in so many instances. And the first rule that Tucker did, let me explain to you something about cross-examination, okay? Let's say Sparky or or uh, Sam Stone or Bobby Johnson. Let's say that you and I are, we're, we're on this and. I'm second chairing you. You're second, whatever it is. I'm, I'm helping you out. Here's your witness. What do you expect to get out of the witness? Who's this witness? Let's say we're prosecutors. It's a defendant's mother. Okay. What do you think she's going to tell you? What are you going to get out of the mother? What? What are you going to go? Are you going to ask her questions? What do you want? First question. What am I going to get out of it? What is the goal behind having Putin there? What do you want out of him? What do you want? What do you want him to say? What do you want? What is going to be your holy shit moment? Sparky says, Tucker come across as young and that thing, and that Tucker comes across as young and that things seem new to him in a naive kind of way. Absolutely. 
absolutely. He's almost like saying, look, I'm a, I'm the smart kid. You know who comes across like this? The Vake. The Vake is all talking. But not really. What do you think? What do you think? See, what I would have done is simply this. This is my take. I know what Putin's going to say. I studied the guy. I, I would have studied him. I would have people study for me. Tell me what his position is. Boom, 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 boom. This is what he's going to say. For the love of God, don't let him repeat everything he's ever said to everybody else. What do you want to tell him? What is it that you're really trying to do? What is it? What is it that you're going to do? The question is, they say you invaded, you invaded President Putin. I don't want to go cross examination, but isn't it true you invaded Ukraine, or what do you call it? Because the world is saying you invaded that country, and that's a, that's an interesting term of art. Invasion doesn't involve provocation. You know, if somebody says you slug somebody versus versus you reacted, you defended yourself as a different concept. Are you saying to the world that you had to invade Ukraine to stop NATO or to teach people a lesson or what? Would it have killed you not to invade? What do you think they're going to do? Could you have waited until maybe they signed the NATO agreement? Right now, you've invaded. Nothing's happened. What have you accomplished? How many people have you lost? How many people have they lost? What is the goal? What is your military goal? What is your end that you can tell me without letting people know? That's what I want to know. First rule is, what are you doing? What do you want? We want Kiev. I want him to surrender. I want him to kiss my ass and give me a half an hour to draw a crowd. I want Victoria Newland to be supplanted. I want to have a document that says I'm right. I want them, whatever. What do you want? What is your next step? What do you want them to do? Apologize? Leave? We're sorry? Big mistake? What? Help us through this. That's what I want to know. Wouldn't you want to know that? I would. I know why you want it. I understand it. Well, what's the goal? What if they say, uh-uh? And what happens if he does say, what if they say, we're going full speed ahead with NATO. We're going full speed ahead with NATO. Ukraine will be on NATO by, by the end of the month or whatever it is. What happens then? You see what I'm saying? My question is, what are you doing? What is this? What kind of a military? What are you doing, just circling or... And by the way, I'm not saying it's it's a it's a bad idea because this is what we should have done, frankly, with uh, Ruby Ridge and uh, David Koresh. We should have waited. You want to take the Branch Davidians? Fine. We got our troops. We're surrounding you. I don't know what the hell you 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 took yourself hostage. I never understood that one. I never understood that. There was abuse of there was a, uh, a parts of child abuse, but anyway. So, but I want to know what are you doing? What are we looking for? I would have asked about Gonzalo Lira. What can you tell us about that? What can you tell us about that? I mean, he's one person. I'm, I'm sure you have others. Now, you want to get into, do you want to get into things like 
prisoners who broke the law. You want to get into Brittany Griner? Eh, I don't want to do that. Let me tell you something. We have a we we have a simple rule here, and it goes something like this: When you have a country, and that country says, "If you spit in the wall, we're going to cane your ass," that's the rule. That's it. And you can think it's stupid. Don't go there. Don't go to uh, Singapore or wherever the hell it was. Remember that? Was it? Uh, I don't know where it was, but they, but they were going to cane that kid. They were because he, he he broke their law. It's stupid. You went there. They have this thing in North Korea. Somebody tore a poster down, took a poster. Oh, my God. They go crazy with it. But that's the question. What did Tucker really accomplish? What was his goal? You know what Tucker said? Let me tell you what it was. It was, I got the interview. How was the interview? Who cares? I got the interview. I did it. Okay, but what did you accomplish? I don't know, but I was there. There I was in the room with the guy and the thing, and I did it, and you told me I couldn't. Sparky says, uh, Tucker could have asked him about the, oh, the Skripal poisoning hoax, where the UK blamed Russia, resulting in Trump-era sanctions against Russia. That would have been Skripal. You could have also said, may we talk to you about this? Let's talk about people being killed, thrown out of uh, windows, whatever, tell them. What do you have to say about that? What do you have to say about that? And what do you think he would say? What do you think he would say? What would you do? What would you be the response? Because because if I were Putin, I would be ready for him. I would say, in your country last year, there were, I don't know, in in New York alone, 12,000 homicides. Whatever. How many of those were responsible or were connected to President Trump or President Biden? Why would you think that a murder or anybody is related to me? Okay, they're politically active. Shall I go through? Many people have suggested that the Clintons were responsible because there were some people in their cabinet who themselves were found. Is that enough just to accuse somebody of doing something just because somebody who was critical or who played an important role in that administration, is dead or found dead, I would have done right back. What about that fellow who was uh, the, the polonium? What about this? What about that? And 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 they're going to say, well, I didn't have nothing to do with that. Well, why did they say that you did? Because they're saying that only you could have done it. Ask him a question. He's ready for it. He's asking a million times. I would have reached. Huh? I would have researched it. I would have said, how many times has he asked that question? See what the questions are before. Where's the research? Tough questions, easy questions. Don't bring this up. Don't bring that up. What do you want to do? I would have also said, in your country, what kind of, uh, when is censorship, because censorship is my thing. When is censorship allowed? Ask him a question. Putin's going to say, excuse me, Tucker. This may come as a surprise to you, but whatever you ask me, it's been asked a million times. Do you think I've got, do you think that Russians are a bunch of lemmings who just all the time kiss my behind all day long? Hell no. I get it. Both double barrel. They're still here. See, that's one thing I would say, you know, I've got an entire network, all these people. If I was this big bad guy, they wouldn't be here, but they're here. 
You don't know anything about this. Tucker, our country covers 11 time zones. How many of you knew that the uh, that the Chinese landmass was equal to ours? Did you think it was like somehow this huge? Well, maybe. It's basically our landmass with... <laughs> I mean, wow. I would have worked on affect. I would have worked on everything from clothing. I would have said, does you... Yeah, I'm going to ask you a question, okay? I'm going to ask you a question. Okay? I'm going to ask you a question. And I did not see the stagecraft before. Who walked in first? Oh, he was late. Did you notice that? Always late. Always late. You always, always, everybody. People notoriously do that. But here's the question. I'm going to ask you something, and you're going to laugh at this. I think Sparky will get it. But Should Tucker have had a haircut? I know what you're thinking. You're going to say, that's the silliest thing in the world. Look at Putin. Military. High and tight. Doesn't have a lot of hair, but the point is very, very militaristic. Here's this kind of a... He looks younger than he is. He's young. He, uh, you know... He looks a little nervous. And uh, he's got the kind of... What's his hair? His Nantucket hair? Another thing Tucker did. For the love of God, when you've interviewed somebody, did you hear what he did? Now, I know you're going to disagree with me on this one, but I'm going to tell you. The first rule of video, the first rule in this YouTube world is take your story and chop it into a million... Um, it's like taking cocaine and stepping on it. Have the story, have do different versions of it, do shorts, do reels, do this, do that. I mean, shred it, take every permutation, every aspect of it, and monetize it as much as possible. I get it. I dig it. It's no problem. But when he sits back, he says, well, we just had our interview and got to tell you how I feel. You know what that said to me? Amateur. Baby, did you ever see Ted Koppel do that? Did you ever see Mike Wallace say, Whoa, just talk to the Ayatollah? Wow, I gotta tell you, that was scary. No, you act like I do this all the time, do it all the time. Don't talk about how unique it was. Can you believe I did that interview? Wow, how cool was that? No, talk about the real issues. Sparky, by the way, who, by the way, is on fire tonight, by the by. By the way, thanks to whomever gave us the tip of putting a space after the first letter of keywords to slide through the forbidden super chats. Thank you. See? That's some algorithm, isn't it? You never thought of that? No, I never did. If they put a space? Why? Huh? Tucker came back and he would say, wow, that was great. I'm a little tired. We've been here. Who gives a shit about your tired? So what? That goes, that's par for the course. This is a guy who said, I can't believe how cool is this? I'm here in the, I'm here in the Kremlin. I'm going, oh, God. Don't do that. And you know what? They had, We had vodka. They called that vodka. And we went to the bowl show. It was pretty cool. We went to the subway. Okay, okay, all right. You're, you're a tourist. People have been going to, there are people who go to Russia all the time. They, they, they act like it's the forbidden city. 
I'll never forget a dear friend of mine whose whose birthday he passed away. I loved him. British guy, oil business. We said, oh, he's great. And he says, have you ever been to Baghdad? I said, come on, please. No, I haven't been to Baghdad. He showed me his passport one time. He says, I have to get a new one. And there's no room for any stamps. The whole thing was like, it was incredible. You see, in Baghdad, there, it's wonderful. It's beautiful. And he talks about like, you know, not like, I've been to Baghdad. It was the greatest thing in the world. For him to actually say, we went to Russia, and they're nice people, and their subways are clean. It's like, oh, Jesus, God. What a heck. Really? You mean they weren't eating with sticks? And we went to Moscow, and they were squatting and eating carcasses of, of yak. And they were like, what do you think this is? <laughs> they, this is the land of Dostoevsky, and this and the Bolshoi. And the, I mean, come on. Look, nobody sat down and explained the rudiments, the way it looks, when you're going to meet somebody. They didn't plan the stagecraft. How do you say? What do you say? What are your words? What are your words? When you meet, what are the words that you say? Have you ever seen Ted Koppel and Nelson Mandela? Please watch this. Go on YouTube. It was at CUNY or, no, 92nd Street Y or something. I don't know what it was, but it was in New York. And Mandela was here and he was talking about, and he says, Mr. Mandela, why have you aligned yourself with that terrorist thug, Yasser Arafat? And Mandela is speaking in perfect English. He has an accent, but if but if you but the but if you read back the uh, if you read back what was said, you couldn't tell that the person did not speak English. It was perfect English. Whereas if you listen playback. A Shannon Sharp show, you can say, ah, this this is these this is wrong. But affectation and whatever it is. Okay. Watch how Ted Koppel handles Nelson Mandela. This is Mr. Mandela. Many people suggested your affinity with Yasser goes, let me tell you something. My good friend Yasser Arafat never turned our back. And he goes, and he 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 was behind us. And he was never, he never was unflagging in his support. And him and Gaddafi and Castro, he was unapologetic. He was ready for that question and watch it. And as he does this, Ted Koppel is kind of doing a hamana hamana, but still very, very cool. And and Mandela's best line was, there's a part that goes, have I paralyzed you? And people are laughing even he, he, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Let's take a breather right now, friends. Listen very, very carefully. Listen to our good friends. A man who has devoted his life to luxuriation. A man who has taken something as simple as the pillow and the slipper and the robe and applied his genius to it. Ladies and gentlemen, you know who I'm talking about. Well, it is time yet again, my friends, to hail and salute our great friends at MyPillow.com. And if you use promo code Lionel, you'll get a free gift. No purchase necessary. Yes, I know, a free gift. It's a tautology, so sue me. But first, please listen. What are we talking about here? Down comforters, flannel sheets, Giza 
Dream bed sheets, my pillow 2.0 sheets, slippers, percales, towels, quilts, bedspreads, mattresses, mattress covers, mattress toppers, linens, kitchen towels, bathrobes, name it, literally name it. Items to help you luxuriate and relax. And they're monster sellers, slippers, my slippers. That's right, slip-ons, moccasins. Think about it. What do they do at my pillow? They make things real soft and plush and comfy. How perfect. Now here's the link. MyPillow.com promo code Lionel or MyPillow.com slash Saladis or Virgil slash Lionel or call 800-645-4965 and watch how fast Mike answers the phone. MyPillow.com promo code Lionel. Promo code Lionel. Simply and absolutely the best. You know, my friends, life is hostage negotiation. It really is. It's 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 that simple. And you always have to think ahead of time. You always have to think about how things look, how things. I, I want you very carefully sometimes to go back in time. And I, I know Spark will get a kick out of this one. But I want you to look when the Japanese surrendered. Remember that. MacArthur had nothing but contempt for these people. They hated them. But they had to do the right thing, and he had to, of, of, of the Missouri, wherever the hell it was in them. And they're, you know, they go up to it and they, okay. Are we done yet? It's like, okay, let's let's go ahead. Let's let's get this over with, beating these bastards, these sick bastards. And it was they to see these Japanese leaders with their their uh, top hats, and it, it was just the stagecraft, the way it works, Appomattox. Do you remember this? Do you remember there was, and this was important. There was Robert E. Lee got there early, or got there one time at this house. Do you remember that? There was no, um, there was no uh, Grant yet. Grant still, Grant's not there yet. Grant's nowhere to be found. You know how Grant is. He always looks, uh, he looks like he's uh, like off of a bender. You know, he's dirty and dusty. And the man's a real warrior for the love of God. So he finally shows up and finally does his thing. And he, and he shows up and he's just full of dust. And, and he sits down and there was, I mean, just think about what that's like. What was, I mean, there's, I mean, Lee was just this, oh my God, he was this superb officer, superb. I think he was like number one in his class or close to it at West Point. I mean, just, just incredible. And there he was, there he was surrendering. And it was so interesting because Grant said, Nobody hoot, nobody howl, nobody say anything, nobody nothing. You show him respect. You got that? Respect. Everything worked. And this little thing, and, and I remember at one point there was this, there was a, uh, so the story goes, there was a horseman that was coming towards the, after they had executed the surrender, and a horseman coming, charging. And uh, somebody said, it's sort of a bit, you know, like, you know, a, whatever the command was to, you know, get your gun ready, shoot this 
son of a gun if he doesn't stop. Everybody said, no, 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 this is okay. I can tell. He's not going to hurt anybody. So the man came up. So the story goes. This is a bit apocryphal, of course. And he did something where he took his hat off, but he 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 put his his spur, his, his sword, pointed to his stirrup, and the horse's head dipped. I mean, it was like this. This incredible fealty and this respect and oh my god and he said everybody keeps their weapons keeps their horses that's it we're americans we're going home beautiful everything thought out everything precisely thought out sparky says mandela would have been nothing without biden marching alongside him in protest without biden mandela would have been nothing without Biden marching alongside him in protest. Hmm. I'm not sure I understand that one, but that's interesting. Nonetheless, I appreciate that. I remember the time people telling me that Mandela's a commie. The ANC's a bunch of commies. He's got, he's got, he's got, he's got Castro behind him. And so, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? Your country's in the midst of apartheid? Huh? And nobody's siding with you except Arafat? Uh, Arafat, uh, Castro, and who else? I think it was Arafat. See, this, this, is, this is the part that But I don't know why Putin said to, I don't understand why he could, did he have to say, eh, I was pretty weak. Because this is a guy who basically, I don't understand it because this, uh, uh, for lack of a better word, uh, Tucker is really an ally. He, or, or, or at least he's sympathetic to the cause. And I don't understand what was the purpose of that. I don't get that. Maybe it's me. Maybe I'm just silly. I don't get that one. I don't know what it was because they're laughing at him now. And it's like, I don't get that. Maybe maybe something went on that we don't know about. I don't know. And I was thinking to myself, what would I ask him? What would I ask him? My problem is I understand exactly what he's doing. I'd probably do more. See, because what people don't know about Putin, what they don't understand is that Putin could have gone in there. He only had 190,000 uh, troops. In 1939, imagine this in Poland, West Poland, because the Russians were going to take the other half, so to speak. Hitler had about close to, I don't know, one and a half or so million troops for a little old West Poland. And if he wants... If Putin was going to really go in and take uh, Ukraine, he would have had to occupy. And that would have been three million that he would have needed to stay there. He obviously doesn't want to do this. Let me say this again. Let me phrase how I would say. President Putin. It is obvious to the casual observer and obvious to the historian and more than obvious to anybody who has 
a a scintilla of of military uh, wherewithal. But your goal was not to occupy, which is the whole purpose, to invade. If you're not going to occupy, there's no point of invading. You know the whole thing about breaking and entering the burglary park? You can break and say, hey, we broke it. Let's go. Don't you want to go in? No, I don't want to enter. I just want to break. No such thing as that. But in this particular case, very interesting, very interesting. What do we have? We have a man who basically says, okay, we're going to just. I went into secure places to secure it. I want you to get the idea. We're not kidding around. We're going to denazify while we're here. And we have no interest whatsoever. So my question, uh, President Putin, is what exactly is your goal? Again, this goes back to what I said. What is your goal? When will you have achieved it? What is it that you're looking for? MacArthur had some regard for Japanese and other Asian culture as he lived in that area. Well, in the Philippines, you know, uh, for much of his career. By the way, Biden claimed to have marched with Mandela. Oh, (laughs) this. Biden, Biden, as we say, Mishkin or Biden. Uh, Honey, if Sparky says it's true, it's true. I'm not not saying if he says it's true, it's 100 percent true. I don't even want to. I don't even want to. I don't even want to. It's 100 percent true. It's 100 percent true. Believe me when I tell you that. This I know. This I know. He doesn't. He doesn't lead us astray. So don't even question what this man says. Don't even, don't even, don't even intimate that it could in any wise be uh, short of pure and one hundred percent unmitigated veracity. Uh, that's a joke, son. Thank you so much. Now you do realize something that uh, Sparky that you know things are bad when you can't tell a joke. Where if you say things, if you say if if Biden says. But, you know, Biden claims to have actually carved Mount Rushmore. Anybody else would say he didn't say that. Can't say that with Biden. Isn't that something? Doesn't that tell you everything? Doesn't that Doesn't that tell you anything? Now, my friends, let me ask you something. Do you know anybody who is a Putin lover or a Putin apologist who has something for Russia? Who, who they're not communists. I don't know what... I don't know what it is that you want. During the days of the Soviet Union, that kind of meant something. Have you ever met a Putin, other than somebody who's 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 German or I mean, no, German, a Russian? I, I guess. Have you ever met anybody? You ever met uh, an American who is a Putin apologist? Anybody who who has some kind of connection? I have it. Have you ever had it? Boy, I'm that Putin. I'm with him 100. percent Yeah. Do you, uh, you Russian? No. You want to go to Russia? No. I, we, I, had, I had a friend years ago who, she was into Russian, she thought, Dr. Zhivago, uh, um, Alexander, what is, not what, not it, was it, the, oh God, what was that book? About the Romanovs and the, the family and the, something in Alexandria. But anyway, she was into like the, like Dr. Zhivago or something. To Russia with love. She had this cursory 
this very, very cursory idea of, uh, and there were people years ago who would, who would uh, uh, adopt Russian kids because of this thing about, I don't know, you know where the, you know where the real thing is, if you look at Ukraine, uh, broodmares, actual, well, I'm being a big exaggerated, but um, surrogacy, sometimes compelled, sometimes not. See, we got this thing where sometimes that we like the way those Ukrainians look. We like that blonde hair, blue eyed. You know what I mean? It's and, and so there's a. This is terrible. But when you're talking about baby markets, and uh, I'm not even sure if there even is an adoption market in Ukraine. But isn't it true? Weren't there surrogacy? This is a huge, huge. So I'm trying to say is I, I'm trying to meet somebody and say, where is there a Putin apologist? I haven't met one. Mandela inspired Gaddafi to help Africa as a whole, but Hillary put a stop to it. Mandela was impressive and inspiring. Let me tell you something. I'll never forget. There was a woman. I used to go to this place. Remember her? She was so sweet. She was from Mali. And but 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 lived and was knew very familiar with uh, with um, Libya, and she loved. She was black. She was like a fezzan, but black African, because there were three parts. There were three aspects: uh, Tripolitania, Cyrenaica, and fezzan. The fezzan were this is the black Africans because they kind of gerrymandered and they put this together. Cyrenaica, uh, Tripolitania was Tripoli, but Cyrenaica, I believe, was with um, Benghazi, was it? And they loved him. They had education paid for. They were they were living great. They loved him. She. She had no reason to say she's she's here in this country. She she could have said whatever she wanted. And at the time, I remember the time I was doing something for a local TV show, and nobody really understood where you know, Libya was. It was kind of like gerrymandered in the old days with Mussolini. It's just weird, and they kind of they kind of put things together. But anyway, and I'm not in any way uh, saying that. Uh, is that the woman that we know with the uh, the? Uh, um, manicurist who said they were the nicest people? Was it Gaddafi or was it uh, Hussein? It was, uh, G- Gaddafi, right? Was, uh, Gaddafi. Gaddafi. We, have, we know a woman who uh, every year they have the UN um, Security Council and uh, it's oh, people coming from all over the world and the hookers and the, I mean it's just a, it's a veritable smorgasbord of Anyway, so we had a friend of ours, Mrs. Eleanor. She's a manicurist and does hair and this and that. And she'd be hired out. She said the nicest people, the greatest people were were the Gaddafi contingents, the whatever it is. When Gaddafi was here, he wanted to go. Remember, he wanted to go to Westchester and go to somebody's backyard and live, live under a tent. Remember that one? But what he did, which is the most interesting, if you look under the Nubian sandstone aquifer, which which sits below basically much of Africa, the Nubian, hence, but 
a huge bulk of it is right beneath Libya. And he wanted to make Libya arable. He wanted to pump about $25 billion into this whole thing. He wanted to bring water. And I'm telling you, as I've been telling you, my dear friends, if you've noticed what I've been saying forever and ever, hydro-imperialism will be the casus belli of the immediate future. Water, hydrology, hydro-imperialism. That was probably more of a reason than anything else. Yes, you want to go nationalize the oil and everything. But that was one of the reasons. Because remember, look at the whole notion of the of the Iraq War, Tigris and the Euphrates, the Fertile Crescent. This is this is the Garden of Eden. This is what we're talking about. Water is going to be it. See, let me explain something to you. There's three things, three things that you need to know. And that are the most important, the most critical is food, water, and energy. That's it. Everything else, we can live without a cell phone. Is our food, water, and energy, different story altogether. Listen very carefully to this. Listen carefully. I said, listen carefully to this. Let's talk about a very serious subject, emergency food. That's right, emergency food. I know, I know. At first blush, it's difficult for... For most people to think about something that they just take for granted, ever reaching emergency status. We're used to stores always being open, deliveries always made, no supply chain disasters, no ransomware catastrophes, none of that stuff. Nothing shutting down our gas stations, right? No trucking strikes, no war, no protests from farmers, nothing catastrophic in terms of weather. Nope, that can't happen to us. Uh Uh-uh. And I understand it's a defense mechanism that we have because the idea of ever not being able to eat or locate food is seemingly incomprehensible. Well, it's not. That's why it's time for you to go to my site, preparewithlionel.com. Preparewithlionel.com has the deal of deals for you. Now, take it as a as a starter set. You've been putting off emergency food for too long. Some people still have a thing about prepping as though preparing for emergency is foolish. Now, right now, you can save $60 on a four-week emergency supply kit. This is unbelievable. 16 varieties with a 25-year shelf life, 2,000 calories a day in two beautifully modular uh, buckets that weigh 38 pounds total. These are waterproof, and they're perfectly stackable. Four weeks, a month. Now, be honest. Could you go a week without any trips to any store? I'm not talking about having stuff in your cabinet. I'm not talking about banana chips and jerky. I mean food, real food. So go right now to preparewithlionel.com. Right now, right this moment, preparewithlionel.com. Preparewithlionel.com. You'll thank me. Trust me. If you know, my dear friends, what I'm trying to do is, and I and I'm, I'm hearkening back and repeating the words of uh, Mearsheimer. This notion of realism. Just tell me the way things really are, not the way they should be, not whether things are nice or whatever. But by the way, one I to 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 be fair to Tucker, and I mentioned this in the in the thumbnail. Can you imagine if John Stewart were to have been talking to him? John Stewart. Think about that. Think about that. You know, when you ask yourself, what is it that I'm trying to accomplish in terms of a, of a Tucker's number one is that he was the first one. It doesn't matter. People are going to forget. People are going to forget the interview because I don't, I don't think people are that 
they're going to remember he was the guy who did it. And as these stupid, stupid, stupid uh, news shows and news stations crumble, as they collapse under the weight of their own ineptitude and their own um, um, disutility, as I've been saying for the longest time, you and I and our message will get across. Because our message is bold and it's very inconvenient and very uncomfortable. And if the subject comes up and if it may not, uh, we'll talk about it. But I'm going to say one more thing to you. Be very careful of people who want to talk about stuff that's inconvenient just for the sake of being inconvenient. Okay? There is, I've been through this. I've been through it. And I'm telling you, there are groups of people who just love the idea of the uh, well stuff that's popular. The pedophile group now, the ones who are really super duper. It's called conspiracy theorists, but I mean, it's more like a, a factual. Years ago, we had all these people that I'm not going to. I'm not going to go through this again, but. Just remember one thing. It's very simple what we're doing right now. There's nothing deep to this. There's no conspiracies behind this. It's very simple. And no matter what it is, whether it's Gaddafi, it's a little late now, whether it's uh, Trump, whether it's Biden, whether it's anybody, always look at things via their eyes, how they see things, how they uh, observe things, how how they are the ones who who uh, just look at it through their way of thinking. Sparky reminds us, ladies and gentlemen, he says, you know, in the big picture, in the big picture, Tucker did fine. He made a significant number of people uh, realize that there was another side of the story. Absolutely. And, and, and he also did something which is uh, fantastic. And that's simply this. There are. There was a time where everybody wanted to be a part of this event. Six o'clock that evening, the 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 interview was going to drop. Fantastic, absolutely, utterly, incredibly fantastic. We were there. We were a part of it. That was history. That was something. It was incredible. Incredible. That's all I will say. I don't know what the hell this is. Enough, Dutchman, leave. Whatever that means. I don't know what that means. I hit the button by by accident. Okay, dear friends, I want to thank you. And tonight, I want to thank Sparky. Sparky, you have been more than kind in your questions. Opposite, relevant, poignant, perfect. Dare I say sometimes a bit priggish and punctilious, but always perfect. And I thank you for that. I thank you tremendously for this. Now, we will again meet tomorrow at the same bad time in the morning. Tomorrow, our subject will be a little bit different. Uh, I could give it to you right now, but I don't know. I'd have to leave out of this. It's, oh, wait a minute. oh, I know where it is. Stand by. Stand by. I'll tell you what tomorrow's topic is. In the morning, it's very easy. It is, uh, wait a minute. It is, ah, yes. 
Prepare for revolution in the streets. Think that's far-fetched? What do you think is going on right now? What do you think Kansas City was? What do you think is going on here? What's next? What's next? Revolution in the street does not necessarily mean violent. It could. The um, election could be a revolution in, in essence, and it will be. It will prove to be. But think about that for tomorrow. Will there, could there be revolution? What will revolution look like? That's all I want to say. All right, dear friends, have a great and a glorious and a beauteous, beauteous, beauteous day. Let me also remind you that if you, the private channel is doing, well, I sit back and will give you, in addition to a music, uh, an hour plus of just very, dare, how do I say this? A little bit more, um, well, uh, more brutal. There are some rules that we have to abide by here, and that's fine. And I have no problem abiding by the rules. But if you're interested in that, uh, that is the link. I would much rather talk about things in greater detail. Subjects that I don't want uh, uh, to be spoken of. And because, Sparky, if you think you've got a hard time spelling things, I worry about folks who I think are enjoying newfound uh, popularity here on various platforms. And I appreciate that. But I, I'm i afraid that they may be incorrect when they think that it's over in terms of the um, prohibition. I think they might think everything is over when in fact it's not. They might be setting you up for the big fall. But we'll see. All right, dear friends, have a great and glorious night. See you tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. Until then, remember these words. The monkey's dead. The show's over. Sue you. Dead, dead.